Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had this example to show you every week, and I, I have left it. This is our famous fan, because we said that the example of the Holy Spirit Jesus gave was that the example of the Holy Spirit was like the wind. Like, you can see these ribbons moving, but you can't see what's moving them. But if I were to ask you what's making the ribbons move, you would say what? The what? The wind, right? You would say the wind is making that move, but yet you cannot see it, right? You can't see it, but we know what it is. Jesus said that's the same way the Holy Spirit is in your life and in my life, is that we can't see him moving. We can't see, we can't physically see it, but we know it's him. And so many times when things happen that are unexplainable to the good, we say the Holy Spirit Right, like you say, the wind, right? That's the wind, right? When something's happening in our life that's making a change or, or it's coming good, we say, how did that happen? The Holy Spirit. And so wouldn't you remember that as we talk about this? Now, I want to tell you that uh, this week uh, I had an experience, and I want to ask you this question before we go. I'm going to ask you to be real honest. How many of you in this room and those of you that are watching online would admit this with me? There's some things sometimes that I want to do that I know that God doesn't want me to do. Is anybody in this room? Okay, I'm looking. All right. Who's the liars? I'm looking for the liars right now, right? All of us have those. Let's agree with that, right? We're on the, uh, so we're all together with that. Well, I want you to know this week that uh, the reason that we don't do those things many times is because of the Holy Spirit. I went to the dentist this week, and as I, I went into the office, I actually met the head dentist there, and he was telling me that uh, his practice was uh, a Christian practice, which I'd been there several times. I just never got to meet him. And, uh, and he was telling me his, his practice was a Christian practice, which explained to me what happened. As I walked into his office there, I went to the receptionist. I went to sign in, and she said, sir, we need to take your temperature. I said, Okay. And so she puts her hand about this far from my forehead with a little gun. Something come over me. I don't know why, but I had an urge to bark. <laughs> it was not the Holy Spirit. As she reached her hand toward me with that little gun, I don't know why I went, Rawr! and when I... That little lady, I'm telling you what, young lady... She just jerked her hand back. She grabbed the clipboard and she handed it to me without saying anything else. If looks could kill, I wouldn't be here today. I just went to my seat, filled out the clipboard, brought it back up there, and she looked at me and she said, you really scared me. My heart went to my throat and then turned and went back. I realized at that moment, the reason that lady did not curse me, hit me, or any of those things above that all of us would have thought about doing is because she had the Holy Spirit. I'm so glad for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> or I would have had a black eye or, some, or really hurt my feelings bad. 
And I'm just saying the Holy Spirit works in those kind of ways. He helps you do things that you, you know, you should do that maybe you don't necessarily want to, afraid to do. And he helps you not to do some things that you want to do, amen, and you shouldn't do, amen. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. So the Bible says this in, in Galatians 5 and 16. This is so important for your life to be successful. Here it is. You ready? Here it is. Galatians 5, 16 says this. I say then, walk in the what, everybody? The Spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the what? Flesh. You know, the lust of flesh means this. It means that you want to do things that, that God doesn't want you to do. And if you do those things, it's ultimately going to harm you. Everything that God says not to do is for a reason to protect you. Remember, maybe, maybe, your, maybe your parents told you this, don't play in the road. And even though your friends were saying, well, my friends, they, they play in the road, you know, your parents say, I don't care, but you're not playing in the road. Why? Because they know eventually a car is going to come by and possibly hit you. And listen, the reason, the way, the reason I am the way that I am is because I played in the road and I got hit by a car. So that explains a lot right there, okay? It's just, yeah, a little injury happened here, but anyways, I do this all the time. <laughs> so I want to talk to you. How do you walk in the Spirit? Because I want to, don't you? I mean, don't you want God's help? Don't you want, don't, don't you want, don't you want the, this flying all the time, the Spirit working in you all the time? Don't you want that? So we're going to leave our, we're going to leave our Holy Spirit fan on. And I want to talk to you about how to do that. The first thing I would tell you, if I want this in my life, God working all the time, number one is this, is pray about what you think about. Wow. Pray about what you think about. Man, I mean, pray. Listen, the devil does not know what you're thinking. He doesn't know, but God does. And so if you will pray about what you think about, then it will change your life. Look what the Bible says here. Galatians, I mean, 1 Thessalonians says this. See that no one pays back evil for evil, okay? But always try to do good to each other and to, put, and, and to all people. Always be joyful. Would you read what's underlined right here? Let's read it. Ready? Never stop. Never stop. Listen, if you stop praying, then you're going to return evil for evil. Okay? Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, or God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now look at that last part, this last part. Look what it said. Let's read it out loud. You ready? Here we go. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. So we got the Holy Spirit that's trying to work in our lives, but many, many times what we do is that when we don't pray about what we think about, we stifle the Holy Spirit. All of a sudden, you can't, he's not, you, he's there, he's there, he's trying to, he's trying to work, he's trying to work, but when you, you stifle the Holy Spirit, he's not working, he's not able to work in your life like you want him to. And so when you don't pray about what you think about, you stifle the Holy Spirit. See, when you begin to have thoughts that you want to get back at somebody, all of a sudden you should pray about that. God, I'm going to slash their tires. Lord, I think I'll just slash their tires. That's what I'm going to do, God. And see, when you pray about what you think about, you're not stifling the Holy Spirit anymore. And the Holy Spirit can say, Jeff, that's not a good idea. Matter of fact, you're a Christian, Jeff. Matter of fact, and, and he would say that to you. Don't, don't just look at me. He's talking to you as well. Right, like, the, you know, maybe you're thinking about looking at something you shouldn't look at, okay, everybody? And so, guess what? When, you, when the Holy Spirit's working, if you would pray, God, I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking about looking at pornography. 
You would say, well, I would never pray like that. You should. Because if you're thinking about it, he already knows. And so if you start praying about it, guess what it does? It motivates the Holy Spirit to start moving in your life. You should pray about everything. God, I'm thinking about cussing my husband out right now. Here's what I want to tell you. If you will pray about it, if you'll pray about what you're thinking about, the Holy Spirit will help you from acting it out. See, just get honest about it. Just say whatever's in your mind, you just turn it to a prayer. And if you will start praying about what you're thinking about, the Holy Spirit will keep you from acting out. And you won't be in as much trouble, and you won't have as much guilt, and you won't have as much regret if you'll begin to listen to the Holy Spirit. So pray about what you're thinking about, everybody. Amen. See, this is the way it works. See, you're, I under, it's good. Like sometimes you got stuff pent up inside of you. And the only way that many people can get it out is they got to write it out. they got to write it out to get it out. And that's, that's fine. When, when the Holy Spirit is working inside of you, you feel that way, the Holy Spirit will point you to a notebook and say, write it out. The devil will point you to Facebook. That's all I'm saying, right? So if you, get, if you go on Facebook and you've got to get it out and you're angry at somebody and you're blasting it, that is not the Holy Spirit. That is another spirit. Amen? And it's going to cause you problems. may even cost you your job. Maybe cost you a relationship. So remember that. So walk in the Spirit. I'm going to pray about what I think about. That is, that is, if you get nothing else, you get that, that's awesome. Number two is this. Number two is rewire your mind with God's Word. Rewire your mind with God's Word. Remind God, your, rewire your mind with God's Word. Several years ago, Rhonda and I, about five years ago, Rhonda and I bought a fixer-upper. And we had, to, we had to go in and we had to do some rewiring in that house because the wiring was old. And, it was gonna, and if we left that wiring in there, there's a possibility it's going to burn the house down. And so we don't want to fix this house up, and all of a sudden it burned down. So we had an electrician come in, and he, he rewired the house. What I'm trying to tell you today is that many of you are having some old thoughts that you've had that somebody put in your mind a long time ago. Maybe it, was, maybe it was a parent, maybe it was a teacher, maybe it was a friend, maybe it was a co-worker, maybe it was an ex-husband, ex-wife, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, and they told you this toxic stuff, and every once in a while, it brings itself right back up, and you start thinking about it all over again, and so what I would tell you is that when you start thinking those old thoughts, you're going you're gonna to do those old actions, and you're going to have the same depression, the same anxiety, and the same fear all over again. You can't move beyond your thoughts thoughts, everybody. And so you need something to help you rewire your house. Amen. You got to rewire this temple of God. Amen. And here's what we do. Look what it says. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the what, everybody? Renewing of your mind or rewiring your mind. Rewiring it. Then you will, then you will, no, not until then, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You only do that. When you, when you think those old thoughts, you stifle the Holy Spirit. And see, as long as you're thinking those old thoughts, you're going, to think, you're going to think those old thoughts and feel those old feelings, and there you go right back into the trap again. 
you can't move beyond that until you, you get put God's word in. When you begin to put God's word in, guess what? You take, you take the stifling off. You're not stifling the Holy Spirit anymore when you put God's word in. Watch this. How many of you have ever been in a swimming pool? Let me see your hand. I want everybody in this room, okay? Those of you at home as well. How many have been in a swimming pool? All right, I can put your hands down. I want to tell you this, that when you get into a swimming pool, whether, you, whether you're, you know, you're ingesting water or not, if you stay in that swimming pool for any length of time, an hour plus, you've got to go to the bathroom. Amen, everybody? I mean, you ever notice that? Like, oh, i got to go. Why is that? I mean, you're not drinking the water. Why is that? Because when you get in the water, the water gets into you. You start absorbing it through your skin. It's, it's a factor. You start absorbing the water through your skin. And so, therefore, if you're in the water a long time, you get in the water, but the water gets inside of you. And please, 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 listen. Summertime's coming. We're going to get in the pool. Do not TT or PP in the pool. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I just, yes. That's right. Thank you so much. All right. I'm going to tell you that, right? <laughs> okay, just move on, Jeff. Just move on. <laughs> the reason I share that with you, when you get in the water, the water gets in you. When you get in God's Word, God's Word gets in you. you don't even, just like when you're in that pool, you don't realize that water is absorbing in your skin. You don't realize it until all of a sudden you got to go. Then you say, oh, I got to go. See, you don't realize that God's Word is getting in you until you need it. Amen, everybody? And see, when you're going to read the Bible, and you're going to go, oh, this is so boring. Who cares about all those names? This is thousands of years ago. What big deal is that? And the devil's going to tell you, you're getting nothing out of it. Listen, whenever you begin to have those thoughts, I'm getting nothing out of it, don't worry about it. It's what's getting in you that matters. And one day, guess what? You're going to be going through a trial, a difficulty. And guess what? The Holy Spirit of God is going to bring to your mind that you are more more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Amen. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen. And that God's got this and that you can go all the way with God and that you can trust God and that God will never leave you nor forsake you. And he's right there with you right now. How do I know that? Because the B-I-B-L-E, that's a book for me, right? And because the Holy Spirit's reminding me of God's word. You've got to read the Bible. You've got to read the Bible. You've got to read the Bible, everybody. Why am, I, why am I so down? Why am I so defeated? Because, you, because the Word of God is not in you. Oh, you say, well, God, help me. Well, watch this. John 14, 6, Jesus said this. Watch what he says. Here you go. But the counselor, notice that. Who is the counselor? The Holy Spirit. That means he's going to talk to you in the midnight hour when nobody else is there. But the counsel of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will what? Re-what? Remind you. Benefit, we could hyphenate that. Remind. Remind. Remind you of everything I've said. What I'm trying to tell you. If you're going to be reminded of something that has to be in your mind to start with. If the Holy Spirit is going to remind you, then it has to be in your mind. So somewhere along the way, you've had to put it in God's Word in you to get it out of. The Holy Spirit has to have something to work with. Right. Amen. Amen? Amen? 
that's why some of you, you, you know, you went to Sunday school when you were a kid and, and you didn't want to go, but you went anyways and, and you heard something and God's word went inside of you. And that's why you, you can't get rid of that because that seed was so why? Because the Holy Spirit, which you cannot see, is working in you to remind you of that. Amen. And by the way, that's why our children need church, everybody. Our children need church. Let me tell you that. I know, I know, listen, I, I have nothing against uh, extracurricular activities, nothing. But what I want to tell you is that they need church because they need God's Word to get in them so that when they get to be teenagers or they get to be young adults, or middle, the Holy Spirit needs something to work with. Amen? And so you want to, uh, so I'm just trying to tell you, the person who loves you, I talked to a lady yesterday who told me, she had a very traumatic uh, experience in her teen life and, and, and just a lot of bad things that happened to her. But she said, I love my father, my heavenly father. And here she is in her 70s now. She said, but I want to tell you, Jeff, she said, the seed that was sown will always grow. And she said, that word of God was sown into my life when I was a little girl, and it never, ever left me because the Holy Spirit has something to work with. Amen, everybody? Amen. So, what I want to teach you to do now, I want to, I want to be uh, very transparent with you. I used to, I used to try to memorize a verse of, of the Bible a week. Uh, you know, I, I read the Bible daily, but uh, I wasn't, I haven't memorized the scripture in a while. To be honest with you, it's been a, a while since I've made it intentional to read the Bible or to memorize it. So, I went back to some old cards that I have, and as I was getting ready to talk to you today and studying the Holy Spirit convicted me because I haven't committed I haven't committed to memorizing God's word and so I went back and grabbed some old cards that I have and I said you know what three by five card I'm going to go back to memorizing God's word and what I chose to memorize was first John uh, 1 and 7 which says if we walk in the light as he is in the light then we will have fellowship one with another and realize that the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all our sins. In other words, we're never going to get along until we walk in the light. Right. Amen? We're never going to get along until we walk in the light. And so God's word tells us, I want to challenge you. When you make a commitment to memorize one verse a month, one verse a month, all right? Let me give you one. John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. There you go. There, you go. there it is. There's the first one right there for you, right there. This month, I'm going to give it to you. All right, what is the verse we're memorizing? John eleven thirty five. What does it say, everybody? Two words? Jesus wept. There you go. Congratulations. Why don't you, why don't you just check it on the back of this card that you're going to do your best to memorize one verse a month? Why don't you do that? Why do I want you to check it on the card? Because the Holy Spirit will remind you of what you check. See, see, when you just take that ax and do like that, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit said, now you check that on that card. Why don't you try it? Not that he's going to kill you if you don't. He just wants to remind you. That's all. Just remind you. Okay, number three is this. The third thing is this. Is speak. Uh, how to walk in the Spirit is speak from faith and not from fear. Speak from faith and not from fear. Look what the Bible says. Whoever would, li whoever would love life and see what days, everybody? Good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. Notice that, deceitful speech. You know the person that we deceive the most with our speech is us. 
Because you believe you more than anybody else. And what I want you to know is this. It's hard for the Holy Spirit to help you live a life of faith when you're constantly speaking fear. Whenever you be, the Holy Spirit's trying to work, bring, bring love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, and all that to your life. But when you start speaking that fear stuff, all of a sudden, we stifle the Holy Spirit. Again, you can see he's trying to work, but I stifled it. When I stifle the Holy Spirit's ability to work in my life, when I speak fear, like, yeah, I'm a person of faith. I believe Jesus. Oh, my God, the world's going to end, you know. Oh, this vaccine's going to kill everybody. Oh, it's the mark of the beast. Everybody's got the vaccine been marked by the beast. What is that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's all kinds, and, and there's all kinds, of, and if you watch the news, my friend, it's all fear-driven. Would you agree with that? If they, they wanna, when, when, they can keep, when the world can keep you scared to death, they can get you to do anything, right? It's the devil's number one fear tactic. And so you will freak yourself out if you keep repeating all that you're hearing, all that garbage of fear. If you repeat that, guess what you're going to be? You're going to be like a, a baby in the corner. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. God did not call us to be people of fear. No, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us the one of power and of love and a sound mind. Amen, everybody? And so with the power, though, when we begin to speak faith, when people come and tell you oh, that the world's ending, you know, those Republicans, those Democrats, blah, 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 blah. I'm so sick of that, aren't you? And what, why don't we just say, well, listen, forget what the Republicans say. Forget what the Democrats say. So what is God saying about everything? Amen, everybody? That's speaking faith. And for those, of you, for those of you that think this country's done, you're wrong because God's people are still in this country, amen? We're still praying. We're still calling on God, and God's hands are still on the levers, everybody, amen? Amen. No matter who's president, it doesn't, God is still God, right? So no matter what your political thing is, it's God is God. So speak faith, everybody. Listen, our children are so scared because we've been speaking death over them. Oh, my God. Make sure you wash your hands 50,000 times or you'll get the virus and you'll die. Our kids are freaked out right now. They're scared to death. Why? Because we've been speaking fear and speaking fear. It's time to change the course, everybody. Listen, we got to speak faith that, listen, honey, don't you worry. You do the best you can, but you remember that God's got you and that God's covering over you, that the favor of God is on your life. Don't you walk in fear. You walk in faith. Our children need to hear this, everybody. That's right. Before you go into the house where your children are, you get at the door and you wipe your feet off and you say, God, let me speak faith over my family. Let me speak faith over my children. Let me speak faith over my wife. Oh, God, my husband. In the name of Jesus, amen. You leave that junk outside the door. No, no, no. There's no room for fear in this house, amen. I don't care how big your house is. There's no room for fear. You've got to speak that. Speak it. Proverbs 18, 21 says this. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Amen? Amen. You know what we say at SEC? If you don't like what you're seeing, maybe you need to watch what you're saying. If you don't like, if you don't like the relationship that you have with your parents, maybe you need to watch what you're saying about your parents. If you don't like the relationship that you have with your spouse, maybe you need to watch what you're saying to your spouse. 
If you don't like the relationship that you have with your neighbor, maybe you need to watch what you're saying to your neighbor, amen, or about your neighbor. You can never feel good about someone you're always speaking bad about. When you're, when you're speaking bad, just God, you're stifling the Holy Spirit. But you see, you, if you want to feel good about people, you've got to look for the good in people, amen? Well, you don't know them. No, I don't know them, but I know they got some good. Why don't you speak to their potential and watch what faith will do? Faith will come out, amen? It'll grow, and then the Lord, the Holy Spirit will begin to move in their lives and in your life as well. Faith, speak from faith and not from fear. We spoke faith in, in SEC. We said, we got some goals. I gave you the card that... This card right here, you see our 2021 goals God gave us. And we said we wanted to have 2,000 people serve in our community, or 2,000 acts of service in our community. I want you to know that, that we're right at the 500 mark now after Saturday. Praise God for that. That's faith, friend. We said that we wanted to have 200 people go through growth track. I want you to know that we've had more people go through growth track in the first quarter in, than ever in the history of our church. Amen? Amen. That's faith. That's faith. And then we said that we want to have 1,000 people back in church. We thought, well, man, that's impossible. How can we do that? Well, Easter, we had 1,200 people in church. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, that, that was not a record for us, but I want to tell you, it was 1,200 more than we had last year. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah for that. We want to, we want to have 1,000 people in groups. And we said we want to give by faith $150,000 to missions this year. And I want you to know that, that we're close to that $40,000 mark already that's been given because we said we're going to be bold for God. And on the back of that card, is called My One Goal right here. My One Goal. This is for you, everybody. This is what we're asking you to help us reach that goal because we need need you. And it says this, that one person, I would bring one, get one person to go with me to serve in the community each month. Why don't you ask someone to go with you? And then we said we'd ask, get one person to go through growth track a month. I'm asking you to invite people to growth track. And then I said one person to attend group with me. Ask somebody to attend group with you. Then one person to invite someone to come to church or come back to church. Amen. A lot of people have not been back yet. And some of you that are watching, listen, you're waiting on an entry date. It's Mother's Day. Won't you come back Mother's Day? Amen. And then $1 given to missions, once, $1 a month, $1 a week, $1 a day. You choose, but give something to missions, right? And it's our one goal. We are one in Jesus Christ, right, everybody? We're in this together. We're in this together. So please remember our goal. The last one is this, how to walk in the Spirit. Number four is this, look. Look for the small signs of the Holy Spirit working for your good. The whole, small signs, the Holy Spirit working for you good. Look at this verse, James 1 and 17. I want everybody to read this first word out loud. Let's read it. Ready? What is this word? Every. Every. Now, every covers everything. Would you agree with that? Watch this. Every, every good action and every, good, every perfect gift is from who, everybody? Notice every good action. Notice that every good action and every perfect gift is from God. These gifts, uh, these good gifts come down from the creator of the sun, the moon, the stars. Who does not change like their shifting shadows? So I want you to know that every good action toward you, even though if a person is as mean as they can be, but they did something kind to you, it was motivated by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Every good thing that's come your way has come from the Holy Spirit, from God working in, in someone's life. Every good thing. And let me just tell you something. God wants to use the Holy Spirit working inside of you to do good toward other people. Amen. That's why we talk about growth track. 
You will never, ever be in step with the Holy Spirit until you let the good that God put inside of you work to the good of somebody else. And so I want to encourage you, if you haven't been through growth track, look at me, as your pastor, it's not about what's in it for me, it's what's in it for you and what you're going to do for somebody else. You like coming to, everybody, a lot of you say, well, I like coming to this church because it's friendly. You know why it's friendly? Because we've got friendly people out there saying hello. People like you. If you can be friendly, we'd love for you to get on our greeting team. Now, if you're not friendly, we got somewhere else for you. Yeah, yeah we, we, got, we got somewhere else. We want you to serve. we got another place for you, right? We'll help you out. You don't like babies. We don't want you in our nursery. Mm-mm-mm. We want to be with love babies in our nursery. So we want to find the right spot for you. That's what Growth Track is. And you get to know about our church what we believe in all that. So please, on your connection card, just go ahead and sign it right now. Those of you that are watching online, you can do it on our app as well. Let's do that. I want to share this with you. I read this story a couple years ago about a lady named Diane Aiden. Diane went to church just like you are right now in service. And she was in church and with her daughter. And the pastor started talking about a friend that he had a co-worker one time that, that always said every time something happened, he'd say, would you look at God? He said, it would drive me crazy. He said, get on my nerves, said something like this holy person. He said, we'd pull into like a, a parking lot, like at Home Depot to get a supply. He said, and as soon as there was a parking space right there at the front. So as soon as he pulled in that parking space, he'd say, would you look at God? He said, we'd get out of the car, go, go into the store and look. And right there on the parking lot, on the parking lot, there would be a dime on the ground on the parking lot. He'd pick it up and say, would you look at God, everybody? Would you look at God? said we'd go we'd go through the store get what we wanted and we'd get up there and he'd check out and all of a sudden the whatever we was getting was was discounted and and the lady would point out her receipt said you saved this much money today he said grab that receipt and say would you look at god everybody he said i just like oh, oh, oh i got tired of it diane heard what he said and said she could begin to feel that way that that could be annoying but she and her daughter left church that day and they they went to sam's to get some things for her work and when they went to get all the stuff, they went to check out, and she realized that she had left her credit card, so she had to use her cash to buy stuff for work. They checked out that she got a receipt, and she went to Sam's, and of course she showed her receipt that she was leaving Sam's, and she walked outside having a receipt in her hand, and the wind was blowing. And she went to make the exchange from her hand into her wallet so that she would have a receipt to return in at work. And when she did that, the wind gust picked up and blew, and somehow blew the receipt out of her hand and blew it away. And so her and her daughter, she began to look for a receipt. She couldn't find it. It's her daughter. And she began to panic and say, honey, help me look for this receipt. I got to have it. And she said she couldn't find it anywhere. They started walking up and down between the cars, looking under cars, trying to find that receipt. They couldn't find it anywhere. And Diane said at that moment, she took a, a gasp and said, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And about that time, a gust of wind blew right in her face, a strong, like, gale-force wind. And she noticed she felt something flapping on her ankle. And she reached down and she picked up that piece of paper. And it was a receipt. And she looked at that and she said, Would you look at God, everybody? Would you look at God? Would you look at God? Amen. What I'm trying to tell you is that God is moving in your life every day. And when you begin to look for Him, you'll see Him. That accident you almost happened, it wasn't because you were that good of a driver. It's because the Holy Spirit was working inside of you and working around you. Let, let me tell you, that promotion that you got on your job, it's not because you're that good. It's because the Holy Spirit was working. Amen. It's because 
God is working around you and in you. And the reason that, that you avoided what everybody else got is because the Holy Spirit was working inside of you. It's the Holy Spirit working in your life daily, everybody. Amen. All those good things that are happening to you are not just happening. It's called the Holy Spirit is working in your favor. In your favor, the Holy Spirit. The question is this, do you have the Holy Spirit? If you don't have him, you don't have God in your corner. You have to invite him in. And the way you do that is by asking Jesus to come in and be the Savior. That is the first step of the Holy Spirit coming to you is asking Jesus to come to your life. You see, when you say, Jesus, come to my life, Jesus doesn't come down physically and say, okay, I'm coming to take you over. No. What you can't see, his Spirit comes in. And so I want to stop right now. I want you to bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, there's people in this room, there's people watching online right now that do not have the Holy Spirit. And so right now, Jesus, they're going to add, they're going to pray this prayer. Dear Lord, Jesus, come into my life and save me. Forgive me of my sins and help me to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer today and you meant it, in your heart, and if you're watching online as well, please check it on that card. You know, we're not going to ask you to stand up and ask you to do any of that, but we just want to know that you prayed that prayer so that we can pray with you. And we want to send you some things that will help you on your journey because the devil's going to try to distract you, but we want to encourage you. Amen? Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.